everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Critics Corner Podcast. I'm William Locke, and joining me, as he does for every baseball podcast, is Luis Barranco. Luis, the, the Texas Rangers are World Series champions. Hey, man. I just want to go out and say we know ball. I just, I just want to, you know, sound a little bit cocky. Um, we both call this. Uh, are we surprised? No. Did the best team win? No. In reality, yeah. it's playoff sports. It's always about who gets hot at the right time. Shout out to the Rangers for getting hot at the end. It's truly a sad day. Sad day. It is our second day without baseball. It is Friday night at 8.13. After this podcast, I'm probably going to go eat some ice cream, watch Dateline NBC, some murder mystery, because I'm really not interested in watching the NBA FA Cup version in tournament thing. There's no baseball on. Um, it's not even cold down here. It's freaking 81 degrees. Doesn't even feel like fall or winter. Yeah, I mean it's it's sad. No more baseball. I mean we already have free agency starting that we'll touch a little bit at the end because I know we got a lot of things to talk about this off season. But yeah, I mean, um, sad day. It's always a sad day when when the baseball season ends for sure. And yeah, I mean, interesting point you made at the beginning that the best team didn't win. I mean, the best playoff team won. The best regular season team absolutely did not win. And yeah, we, that, we, we, we. that that boats the like the conversation that I always have with people is I personally think the the best way to determine who is you know the best team in a league is is you know do the the Premier League system or or how all of European football does it where you play everybody home and away once I mean it would be different for baseball or, or football whatever but you play everybody or everyone in your division whatever uh, home and away and you know three points for a win and none for a loss one for a tie in soccer and whoever ends up with the most points wins. And and, and in, in the Premier League, the best team wins the league every single year. And we don't have these, you know, debates about, you know, should the Brave were the Braves uh, you know, gypped of a title because of the the rules and the new playoff system and, you know, the the Phillies got hot in October and, and the Rangers on the American League side got hot in October. Uh you know, like in no in no stretch of the imagination were the Diamondbacks the second best team in baseball this year, but they were in the World Series. So they were they were that bogey team, man. Like we said, we were both saying they're that bogey team that they have nothing to lose. So they would play like nothing to lose. Yeah. And I, I think we saw their flaws, you know, only two starting pitchers really. Um and three with three three two and a half i mean heading into the postseason i don't know if they would have thought fought would have been a, a solid three but we saw the flaws the rangers exposed them we both had rangers in five and 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 it cashed i wish i put some money on that on rangers in five just felt like they were the better the better team from from top to bottom uh, they spent a lot more money in free agency um they were further along in their rebuild certainly than the diamondbacks were that showed uh and the series honestly like I love baseball, obviously, but it, it wasn't the most exciting series. You know, game one was great. Adolis Garcia hitting that walk-off home run uh, in Texas. Uh, but the, the rest of the games really weren't that close. Um, game game five last night or, or the other night was close until until the eighth inning. And, and then, you know, Simeon blew it open. Um, and that was that. So, I mean, for me, I think this is not going to be a series that we really remember uh, long-term. It really reeks, as we talked about off off the pod. It really reeks Kansas City uh, Mets, where it was kind of like everybody who watches baseball and wasn't a casual kind of knew that Kansas City was that team. It was kind of like 
they were waiting. It was that coming to age we were waiting. So, I mean, in reality, the games stink. I think we can both say that the CS series was the World Series. Yeah. In a sense. The biggest takeaway I say is, like, I mean, congratulations, Texas. The other guys got it done. I want to give credit to the other guys from Texas. They all, everybody stepped up. You know, everybody did the job. Um, Arizona, as I said, they're very, very young. This is not the end. And, I mean, the future's still really bright. I mean, maybe you go out and add a Corbin Burns. You add another pitcher, a couple, couple more bats. You're going to be a desirable free, free agency market. I mean, we're going to go into the offseason in a couple pods later on. So it's about the series. There's not really much to talk about. It's kind of went as we thought it would. I mean, Texas all season has been one of the best offensive teams, and they went berserk. They put 10 runs in a game. Like, if you put 10 runs in a baseball game, like, especially that's so rare in a playoff game that you put 10 runs. They did it without Garcia and Scherzer, who both went down in, in game three, it was. And, you know, guys like Travis Jankowski stepped up. Jankowski, the young guys, Jace Jung, um, what should we call it? Uh, Evan Carter, like, like, they could be the new Astros. They really can. If they go out and spend right, like, Freaking Jacob DeGrom's going to come back next year to the World Series champion. That's a great way. Like, granted, it all depends how he returns from injury. But think about it. He's going to come back from injury all to the World Series champions. It's going to be DeGrom, Avaldi, and who cares? Like, they've paid so many pitchers. Like, it's going to be a question of, like, I think they're going to have to move a pitcher just for, like, money stand purposes. Because they have so many pitchers tied up with big money contracts that you can rebuild the farm A1 and 2. There's no need to have, like, it's just like overkill. They have, like, a freaking Andrew Heaney as a fourth starter. Andrew Heaney is a respectable three. He, so, I mean, Heaney was one of the worst pitchers in baseball at the with the Yankees. And he, he turned it around, you know, be, be everywhere else uh, since and was, was good. Who's good in, in both LA teams comes to Texas is more it was in more of a bullpen role for this team and certainly helped that weak bullpen. That was kind of one thing that we highlighted and really everybody in baseball media highlighted uh heading into the playoffs with the Rangers is the bullpen is really weak, which does not bode well for postseason success. But they I mean, they held it down this this entire postseason. Chapman, I mean it was clear Bochi didn't really have much Chapman uh much trust in Chapman. He had a very short lease, uh leash. But, you know, he he did well, um, didn't have any major blowups like he did with the Yankees so many times. Um, Dane Dunning, you know, Chris Stratton, Will Smith, Jose LeClerc wasn't even used in game five. Josh uh, Spores was really good for them. And like the bullpen held it down, kind of unexpected. Um, so you got to tip your cap to that. Obviously, Ovaldi, Scherzer went down, but Jordan Montgomery and Nathan Ovaldi had really good postseasons um, as their one-two in the rotation. And they got hot. I mean... They were one of the best teams in, in the first half of the season. They really struggled in the second, lost the division on the last day. Very, a very, very up and down season for the Rangers. Um, and, and it all, it all came together for them in, in October. So good for them. We didn't talk about it, but shout out to Bruce Bochy, you know, his fourth ring. I think he goes down as a first ballot Hall of Famer at this point. Probably would have been even without this World Series ring. Comes out of retirement to, to manage this Rangers team. And, you know, he said that he wasn't going to mess around. He was here to win. He saw something with this team. And he's right again, four World Series rings. Um, and I don't know. I wonder if he just retires and rides off into the sunset or, or does he come back for more? 
I mean, the AL next year is really, really going to be like looking ahead. The AL is going to be really, really wide open next year because I feel like Houston's gotten older. We don't know what they're going to be next year, and we're still expecting them to acquire pitching. Um, who God knows what the Yankees are going to do. I don't think you can get any worse. I think this was like the worst the Yankees could be this year. Um, yeah, everything, everything went wrong for the Yankees this year for sure. Boston's going to get better. Baltimore, I mean, depending on how they move around in the market, you know, what pitching can they acquire? Are they going to be able to? I only really think the biggest threats, because I feel Tampa's going to decline in a sense because of all the injuries they have that we've spoken on in previous pods. The only really teams that are a threat are probably Seattle and um, what's the other team? Houston will be there, but I don't think they'll be as strong. Probably it'll probably be Seattle and uh, what's someone call it Toronto, Toronto and Baltimore. But who yeah, knows what they're gonna do? It's just like Baltimore is so ca- now. I don't want to say they're cash strapped, but like, what are they gonna do to like get better? Like trades, like trades and like pitching wise. They have obviously they have the abundance uh, of farm, you know, farm a loaded farm system that they can go out and get an arm. They're not gonna spend. But they won 101 games with a super young core. I think they're just going to ride with that core. Um, and I, I mean, they won 101 games, so I, I don't expect them to go out and win more next season. But they'll certainly be there in the mix. And, and you know, now Texas swept them this year in three, but theoretically they could play Baltimore again in the playoffs next year, and um, something can happen. But yeah, Texas. I mean, you got to tip your cap. They they were. They were the best team in the playoffs for sure. They were one of the best teams in the regular season. I mean, and and they won the World Series. I don't know. I mean, it was it was it's it's going to be a forgettable World Series. The ratings were down, um, and I mean, not not a lot of my friends were into this one. If we're being honest, there was, and that's one thing with the World Series. We always complain about the Astros being there every year or when the Yankees had their dynasty, when they were there every single year, basically, or in and around the World Series. Um, or, you know, teams like the Braves and the Phillies that everyone hates. Um, but those teams are good for ratings. You know, people love to watch teams that they hate to root against them. Big market teams. Uh, even stars. if that's... Huh? They're like stars. There wasn't stars in the series. Like the casual star. Right. Like, there was no... There was no but he's not a casual star. Who? Corbin Carroll? Yeah, I mean, Seager's a star, but amongst baseball fans. There was no Aaron Judge. There was no Otani, no Mookie Betts. You know, the guys that kind of like transcend the sport that are known outside of the sport. Yeah, they weren't in this series. This was a baseball fan series. And the games, was I mean, the games weren't that good. Shout out to Corey Seager. He had a great series. Uh, won World Series MVP. Hit 286 and three home runs. Um, and I just felt like, you know, you didn't want to pitch to the guy at all. He was, he was great. He was great all postseason. And Dodgers are, are regretting letting him go. There was an awkward question asked to him after the, after the game yesterday that he didn't really have an answer for. Um, the reporter asked him why the Dodgers didn't want to get him, bring him back. You know, like, bad question. You know, I don't really think you can answer that one. And he didn't. Um, Simeon was, was great again in the series. Um, Garcia, like I said, went down, but he, he was good in the games that he played, had that clutch opposite field walk-off home run in game one, Jankowski stepped up. Um, and yeah, the pitching, the pitching was good too. Um, so class win for them. I I do have one gripe 
and we talked about this over text. Yeah, you, you go you go on with this one. Go ahead. Go go. I'll give you the floor. So yeah, I, I think baseball has a bit of a a bit of an issue on their hands with these these bullpen games, and especially you know in 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 the biggest game of the year. I mean, obviously the every any World Series game is going to be the biggest game of the year for either team, but in Game Four of the World Series, uh, the 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 Diamondbacks were down two games to one. It's pretty much a must-win must win game because you don't want to fall down 3-1 and, and have to come back from that, winning one at home and then two on the road. Like, very unlikely. So a must-win game for, for, the, for, the, for the Diamondbacks, and they go in with a bullpen game. And it just I, – I, it, it, it really worries me. It, it, and, you know, I understand the bullpen thing when it came about with the race because they had a loaded bullpen and it made it made sense for the race to to use the 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 bullpen game system um when they didn't have great starting pitching but their bullpen was the strength of their pitching staff right and um so they led with the bullpen you know and then had a guy that was able to pitch four or five innings you know they had their opener and then they had their their bolt guy and then you know they had their elite guys at the back half of the bullpen right the diamondbacks only have three starting pitchers on the roster. So they, they theoretically, or they thought that they had to do this in game four. So they start Joe Mantiply uh, as their opener in game four in a must win series in a must win game uh, of the world series. If you lose this one, your, your, your season's pretty much over. And, you know, first of all, Joe Mantiply is fine. You know, he's not, he's not great. He's a good reliever and he goes an inning and a half gives up a run. Then they bring in Castro gives up three runs, right? The, 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 the Diamondbacks bullpen is not good enough to um, justify having to justify doing a bullpen game in in a must win game in the World Series, the the biggest game of the year, and you're doing a bullpen game with a, a weak bullpen. You know they they got it together against Philly and in their first series um, against the Dodgers, but you know it was still an okay bullpen. Why are we doing Why are we doing bullpen games in in the biggest game of the year? Uh, we you know we used to have pitchers that would go you know seven innings in, in world series games. And that's what made the game so interesting. That's what made, you know, the casual fan be really enjoy a lot of these world series battles. Cause not only did you have the hitters, the star power, but you had the pitching aspect of it. The, the, the one-on-one pitcher battle um, that we just don't have anymore. No one's trying to watch Joe Mantiply pitch in, 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 in a world series game. You know, the casual fan has not heard of Joe Mantiply, but they hey, were hey, hey, hey. Joe Mantiply all-star Reliever Joe Mantiply. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not meaning to rip on Joe Mantiply. He was just the guy that started the game for them. Um, and and That's then also, no, yeah, he's he's a good reliever. He he's good, not great. He's he's slightly above average. He had that one All Star year. You're right. Um, but you know, we're used to guys like Kurt Schilling and and Roger Clemens going up against each other in the World Series. I looked it up. The last time the the Diamondbacks were in a, a World Series game four, the pitching matchup was Kurt Schilling versus Orlando Hernandez, El Duque. Like that's hey, much better Orlando than Hernandez, Orlando Hernandez, that dude was a G number twenty one and he had the high leg kick with the uh, you know with the yeah, turtle great starter. He was great. A, a this, yeah, this, he had the a this Chapman look. I mean he probably had it before, but you know yeah he was legit. Yeah so no, no casual fan, and this is probably a, a huge reason why the ratings were down so much. Is no one's trying to watch Joe Mantiply versus Andrew Heaney in Game Four of the World Series? Uh, maybe us baseball, our, us diehard fans are, but uh, and even I, I was upset. I was not excited about that matchup. 
Um, so certainly the casual fan isn't, isn't. Guess what? What? They fucked around and find out. Yeah, but we. I'm, I'm saying the, the the league needs to get back to. I mean, pitchers being able to. Go ahead, go ahead. Being able to, the league needs to get back to the starting pitchers being able to go deep in the games. That's what you know draws intrigue um, in, in, in these World Series matchups, or is, is a huge factor in that. You know, Bob Gibson, you know, two World Series MVPs going deep into games in the World Series. Uh, Andy Pettit, uh, you know, Roger Clemens, all these guys. We don't really have much of that anymore, and, and it's not I don't feel they, like they exist, but we need to force. I think we the league needs to force pitchers to pitch longer. And Rob Manfred before the series was talking about how they have, there have been discussions about cutting a pitching uh, roster spot off of the roster, and you know, so basically have less bullpen guys force more starting pitching into this game because you know it's just gotten to the point where guys pitch five four or five innings. And then, and then they're pulled due to pitch count or, you know, analytical reasons. And it kind of reminds you of like load management in the NBA where, you know, NBA players will play 50, 60 games in a year because they're afraid of getting injured. Pitchers, and, and interestingly enough, you know, this is a time in the NBA where injuries have skyrocketed compared to all-time numbers. And in, in baseball, you know, pitchers are pitching less than they ever have, but they're getting hurt more than they ever have. So something something is off with the science here and, and, and whatever – you know, analytics are, are, are being baked into this. And I think, I think something needs to change. I do. I think there's fundamental issues with, you know, n- the way teams are approaching the game. No one is trying to watch Joe Mansupply versus Andrew Heaney in game four of the World Series. It should be Kurt Schilling versus El Duque. Or, you know, starting yeah, pitcher no. A against starting pitcher B. It, I'm it, just it, saying, I was very disappointed with that. I'm just saying those dudes don't exist anymore. Like, but I think we should. Many, they should. It's like running backs in the NFL. How many of those like old running backs exist in the league? Like, remember those Priest Holmes, those guys that get 30, 35 carries a game, Larry Johnson, Brian Westbrooks, you know, Jim Browns of the days, um, Jamal Lewis. How many of them dudes exist? Think about it. Willis McGahee, Clinton and I'm Portis. not saying well, those dudes know, just teams, teams, teams typically run four to five starters. During the regular season, so but but they they cut them. Come postseason times, those guys, those guys get pushed to the pen because they're afraid to start them. But I think we just we should just force these guys to start. And, and I'm just saying, at, in 2001, Kurt Schilling pitched three. He started three games in the World Series. He started game one, game four, and game seven. So why why did pitchers stop doing that? Why why can't it's a we do that? Era. that? I'm playing devil's advocate. It's just a different era. That's a whole. Whole thing with the running back debate, it's just a different era. I I agree. It's and, a different and, era. And the fact is, and the fact is, how many true workhorse pitchers are left in in the league? There's not really that many like guys. Like one of them, Garrett Cole is one. He's a workhorse pitcher. Sandy um, Blake Snell. Well, Sandy fell off a cliff. I'm just talking like you know, just right now, like Verlander is a workhorse. But the thing is, it's just like. Those days are over. But that's okay. the sad part. I, I, and, I, I, you know, and, and you know the part is, you know the PA is not going to be happy about that. Like the PA is not going to block out a spot because the players are going to get defended to the max. I know. I know. But I'm just saying, and I agree. Oh, no, I, I, I agree. Well, we, we want to see we want to see the best of the best pitching in the biggest ball games. We want to see the bloody sock in, in the CS. We want those moments again. 
The fact is, it's just a different era. I, it's just it, it, right. it, it's and it's sad because oh, crap. I get home from work tired, beat down. I get yelled at by uh, by uh, you know. We don't need to get into that, but uh, not your I body, get, my patience. Just for the record, yeah, by by patience, and you know, I just want to watch some good ball, some some moments. I want to see them ones go out there, and you want those moments. We want those Josh Beckett's. We remember Josh Beckett, man. You know those big pitchers like going at it, going at it. I, I miss the days because now I don't see that happens a lot. You know the big game, big ticket pitchers don't get traded at the deadline that much anymore. Every, every time it's going for those little ancillary pieces, those accessory yep. pieces. I mean, back Max in the Scherzer day, they get traded this deadline, but it's not the same Max Scherzer that we're used to. Back in the day, we would be having big ticket pitchers. All big teams were going for the big ticket pitcher. CC Sabathia. The CC Sabathia moves. It was like, let's go get this big ticket pitcher. We add this dude. It's like that. Think about last offseason. Who was the best arm last offseason? Verlander. He went back to the freaking Mets. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, Sabathia, and who was the best pitcher, starting pitcher in the postseason this year? Probably Nathan Avaldi, who's good, but he's not a top five starter in baseball. Not a top ten Cliff, starter in baseball. Cliff Lee. You remember Cliff Lee, Roy Halladay trades? Bro, every offseason, you were, you, it wasn't about building a staff. It was about, okay, we have a staff. Let's go get one of the workhorses because we know when it's playoff time, this dude's going to get the ball twice a series, maybe even three if, if it goes long, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Roy, Hall- Roy Halliday, Cliff Lee, CC Sabathia. Who else am I missing? I mean, there's plenty. If you want to go way back, Sandy Koufax, Walter Johnson, Whitey Ford. You know, I'm thinking 2000s ball right now. You, you're you're going deep into the into the archives, and we're going into the 2000s ball. Like said. Um, I mean, Pedro, Barry Zito, Barry Zito. Pedro Martinez. I mean, that's a huge one. Kurt Schilling, Roger Clemens. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. You're discounting, you're dis- discounting Barry freaking Zito, man? Barry Zito the was man. good. Barry Zito was good. Going from Oakland to San Francisco? That's like doing Manchester United to go to City. That's like going yeah. from United to City, your City to United. Like, that's crazy. People discount that. Like, I'm just saying, back in the day, the, the teams weren't going and getting pieces like Avaldi and Heaney. It was all about getting that dude. Like, when the Yankees won in 09, that offseason, Steinbrenner was like, I am walking out. It was like not even a secret. I know I was really young, but you can tell me when the season ended, it was no secret that Sabathia was going to sign. We were in fifth well, grade. It was no secret. Well, it was so the Yankees had made the playoffs for like 10, 15 straight years after a really bad 80, uh, 70s and 80s. Uh, and then they make it a bunch in the 90s, obviously the 2000s, and then they don't make it in 08. And, you know, everyone's distraught. George Steinbrenner's dealing with a lot of health issues. So Hal Steinbrenner takes over. Uh, there was kind of a joint thing going on with his brother Hank for a while, and then Hal eventually took control. Um, and, yeah, that was, you know, when he decided to start to spend big. And obviously, you know, Bud Sealing in the commissioner's office coming from Milwaukee's small market team, he really wanted to implement – uh, small market strategies for the league. And, you know, he he, pen, he started penalizing the Yankees in ways of like, you know, the luxury tax and, and the uh, revenue sharing and, and all of these, all of these things that the Yankees, uh, you know, didn't have to deal with before when, before when they were great and they were able to just buy whoever. Um, so it, it was a lot more punitive for the Yankees. Um, but then, you know, that offseason, yeah, they, they brought in CC, they brought in Mark Deschera, 
uh, and they brought in AJ Burnett and then help him win the World Series. CC took a lot of convincing uh, coming from California. Uh, you know, Cali guy took a lot of convincing to come bring him to the East Coast. Uh, he heard there were locker room issues because of that whole drama with A Rod and, and Jeter that was still going on at the time. And yeah, that offseason was great for the Yankees and it sprung them to a World Series title, just one, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, they went after the big guy. He was the big ticket item. He was the best pitcher in baseball at the time, coming off that season where he got traded from Cleveland to to uh, Milwaukee at the deadline. Single handedly carried Milwaukee to their post first postseason uh, appearance since like the eighties or, or even the seventies. And he was on the he was on the Indians. I yeah. I could say I I could say it, they were called the Indians back then. I know you can say it retroactively. Yeah, he carried them to their first postseason appearance since 1982 when they lost in the World Series in seven. And then they went from 1982 to 2008 without making a postseason appearance. And they were bad. They had a losing record in pretty much all of those seasons. Bud Sealing finally sells the team. Uh, and they, they make the playoffs with CC. And I think Brian Braun was on that team too. But yeah, he was the big yeah. ticket item. And then late in the offseason, I think it was like Christmas Eve, they signed Mark Teixeira, and that was a great Christmas present for me. And then they got and won the World Series. And that's kind of, honestly that's kind of what the Rangers did. That, that's very yeah, similar to what the Rangers did. You forgot one guy. You forgot one guy. Who? There's one big ticket piece that they had that you're forgetting. That we signed that offseason. I believe Four. signed. No, I think it was a trade. No, it was a trade. It was a trade. Uh, it was a, a three-way trade. It was a three-way trade. I just, re- I just remembered three-way trade. Well, we signed AJ Burnett. We signed CC. We signed Teixeira. Uh, outfielder, right? Yeah. Curtis. Uh, the, the, the Johnny Damon. No. No, that was before. Uh, who? You want another hint? You're gonna if I all here's a hint because you'll get it once I tell you this hint. He's on. Uh, he's on. I think he's on TBS. He's on like MLB media. Yeah, like, Anderson. Yeah, yeah. They did the Alex uh, Curtis Granderson trade, where they traded Alex Jackson, who was one of the top prospects in the Yankees, who was an outfielder, and he ended up in uh in Detroit. And that was that was before know. the 2010 season. That was that was he wasn't on the 09 team. He wasn't on the 09 team. No, he he came to the Yankees in 2010. And I, I, I'm gonna let me pull it up. That's crazy. Yeah, he got traded in December 8th. December 8th of 2009. So right after we won the title, it was the Tigers sent Edwin Jackson to the D-backs. The Yankees got – the Yankees, sorry. Time the, out. Edwin Jackson, a.k.a. Mr. Immaculate Grid King. Yes. So they, the Tigers sent him to the D-backs. The Yankees sent Phil Coke and Austin Jackson to the Tigers. The Yankees uh-huh. also sent Ian Kennedy uh, to the Diamondbacks. And the Diamondbacks sent Scherzer, Daniel Schlereth to the Tigers. You wanna you wanna you wanna funny factoid? What? You want a funny factoid? Guess who was on the uh, guess who guess who was getting a World Series ring? Jacob DeGrom. Ian Kennedy. What? He was on the Rangers this year. Oh my gosh. He was. So was so was he played sixteen games for him. And also Austin Hedges. Austin Hedges is like uh, Jeff Teague when he won with the Bucks. He's just happy. <laughs> He's just happy to be there. Happy to be there. But uh, I know we've gone long on this. But I mean, 
just quickly on Arizona, I mean, this is a really good, you know, good stepping stone. I want to see, I want them to go make moves this offseason. Go splash some cash. Go fill in those holes. Get rid of those guys that actually matter. You know what I'm saying? It's time. Like, they have really nice pieces. They have really, you know, they have a good foundation with Corbin Carroll. They got good veterans and Lorde Coriel and Ketan uh, Marte. I want to see them upgrade their third baseman position. I want to see them see if they can upgrade Perdomo. Because let's be honest, as much yeah. as Perdomo had a great year, can he replicate it? Um, I mean, as much as we're fans of Alec Thomas, Alec Thomas is not an everyday center fielder. Yep, He's a great fourth outfielder to have as a defensive guy and just come in like he was doing. So let's get a couple pieces of upgrade and, you know, they'll be they, back in it. I mean, yeah. Get a starter. Yeah, they need to get a third starter or a fourth guy. They they can't. Or, or one. Yeah, exactly. Gallon was great in game five. Gallon was great in game five, but he was not good in the in the postseason before that. So he's more of a he, two, he, in my opinion. Look, he's a two. He's a two. He's a two. Merrill Kelly's a three. Get a true one. Go get Corbin Carroll. Go call up the go call up the the, the Brewers and give them Andrew Andrew Jones and just hop off that grenade soon. Drew Jones. Yeah, hop off that grenade. Sell the stock now before it com- it's completely plummeted. And then we look back at how they completely bottled that draft and didn't take Tremor. I, they could have taken Jackson Holiday, who looks like he's the best product prospect since Alex Rodriguez. No, they couldn't. They, they, could, they couldn't take Jackson Holiday. He, Jackson Holiday oh, he went 1-1. One, one. You're right. Yes. But no, they could have gotten Tremor. No, no, no. What yeah, he did, that? that was two years ago. 2021. 20, yeah. No, 2022. It was 2022. Two, two, yeah, it was, you're right. You're right. You're right. Jackson Holiday. Tomorrow was, was four. And, uh, who, tell me what team picked three. I'll tell you pick. Um, it Rangers. was Minnesota. It was the Rangers. Oh, oh, they picked Jack Leiter. No, that was the year before. Oh, wait, wait. No, it was Kumar then. They picked yeah, Kumar super cool. early. Yep. They picked Kumar super early, and then the Twins took Brooks Lee, who's like my – like he's I have he's in my defense league. He's a part of the Clark Schmidt defense leagues. Like I have stocks in Brooks Lee from Cal Poly. Yeah, he went, he went eighth. Fourth was Tamar. Five was Elijah Green. Six was Jacob Berry. Seven, Cade Horton to the Cubs, and then Brooks Lee was eight. We haven't really seen any of these guys in, in – Because they're all super young. Yeah. Keep interrupting each yeah. other. The, well, we, the, and, the, the, the thing about the Rangers is they are still very young. You talked about Evan Carter. I mean, they got Wyatt Lankford, who's almost MLB ready this year out of Florida, the, the, the guy that got drafted last year. They got Sebastian Walcott, Jack Leiter, who's eh, kind of su- suspect now. Kumar Rocker down in the farm. Uh, Brock Porter, they still have a really good farm system and they just won the World Series. So, I mean, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with and, and they got money to spend. Uh, DeGrom is going to come back eventually. We'll see if he's the same guy, but be interesting. I mean, they, they could they could overtake the Astros in the West for the foreseeable future. They can rearrange the books. I mean, my biggest question is them as you bring back Jordan Montgomery. He earned He earned a contract for sure. I wouldn't mind Jordan Montgomery going to like a you know let's say a Arizona. 
You think he would just swap sides like that? No, I'm just saying it wouldn't be bad. Like going to Arizona, Baltimore, go be a high end two. Gallon, him and Gallon be one two. Go to Baltimore. Go go. Th- I mean, go go shove it to the Yankees. He already has by winning this World Series. So did Chapman. So did uh. A, that made your blood boil. The Chapman thing made your blood boil. I remember getting the text in verbatim. He's like, you, William barely cusses guys. And I think he actually cussed over text about this. William, <laughs> only, William only cusses for Michigan football and Ohio State. That's the yeah, only thing. Yeah, that he, he spent only, 95% of his career with the Yankees. Here, here, here. I'm going to read I'm gonna read the chat verbatim. Fucking Chapman. Spends 95% of his career with the Yankees and has two rings. Not with the Yankees. I just imagine <laughs> This, you say your boy's like, not with the Yankees. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. The guy gets traded at, at the deadline in 16 to the Cubs, wins a ring. Gets traded to the Rangers in in 23 at the deadline and wins a ring. I mean, it's like these guys are, I don't know, like everyone's winning rings except the Yankees. Everyone is winning rings. Who's next? Maybe the Rockies are going to win a ring before the Yankees. Maybe maybe it's time. Maybe uh, what's him call it? Maybe the whole key about winning a World Series is trading for Chapman at the deadline. Maybe that's like the maybe. Yeah. maybe. It's I mean, every single time he's gotten traded at the deadline, he has won a World Series ring. Who's next? IKF, uh, Josh Donaldson. Well, Josh Donaldson got picked up by the Brewers and they lost, so that was that was at least something there. Here's a question for you. Which team in baseball right now is is the furthest away from winning a World Series? That's a really good question. You obviously think about the crap teams. Um, people would hop on and say the Nationals, I feel like, but the Nationals absolutely have a really good foundation. I'm thinking either Oakland or or Kansas City. The thing about Oakland is that Oakland can get that cash injection like that once they move to Vegas and just be good. That's like, what I was that's, thinking, yep. That, that's, that's the thing, too. And then you're kind of just down to Colorado and Kansas City. Nobody knows, bro. Like, those scouting apartments, like, they're so hard to, like, predict what they do. It's like Colorado just needs to build a team of just full, like, like sluggers and just out, you know, hit everybody. Like, they need to do some, like, imaginative, like, crap like the Warriors. Just, like... Yeah, you know, small ball and do a baseball version of just playing like just play a bunch of dudes that can just rake. And like Kansas City is just like I don't I don't you're really building around Bobby Witt, but it's just like what else are you gonna put around him? Like nothing in their farm screams to me that's gonna be like, you know, oh wow. Like I mean, it's early. You never know. You can have dudes just come out of the woodwork, but like to me, it's just like. The only thing that I think why Colorado would be worse is that Kansas City is building up a stadium, so I feel like they could be inclined to put a better product out yeah. soon. So it's yeah. kind of like that, that. That was my pick is Colorado. Just kind of feels like a desolate wasteland right now. You know, they it's got just like, like they just they're like the Kings. They're like they were like the Kings post like the, the Colorado Rockies. Not just because they wear purple, they're like the the Sacramento Kings post C Web and Peja. And Jason, uh, Jason, white chocolate days. Like they just acquire veterans, like mid tier veterans, and just put them out there to play. Yeah. And nobody knows what they're doing. Like the Kings at one point wanted to like just shoot threes, and the freaking 
Rockies at one point just wanted to just get a bunch of just Jack dudes like Chris Bryant and Joey Gallo just to freaking hit. Yeah, I, I think they're the furthest away. And you're right. I think their best chance, I think the Rockies is, I think their best chance to win a World Series was in the steroid era where they could just get a bunch of sluggers that could hit 50 they bombs. Got close. They got close. In 07, that's, that's, yeah. what I that's what I said that the parallels were there. I mean, the only thing I'd save is the Rockies right now is that the White Sox may be really bad next year. The White Sox may just be starting a rebuild. Yeah, but we're. I, I think the Angels might be the worst team in baseball in, in for the next five years. But Ooh. but but it's just like I don't know. It's just like did you hear talking, the rumor? Sorry, I cut you off. Did you hear the rumor about the Angels? No, I did not hear the rumor. What is it? That Buck Walter could be interested in taking over that job. Why? Bro, they might just be trying to run it back with Trout. Oh my lord! I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think Trout's going to get traded. They should trade him. I, uh, that's one of the biggest yeah. tragedies in sports is that man not being able to or not playing right relevant games on the biggest stage you know, you of know, his career. You know what? You know what it is, bro. You know what it is. The Angels are that one buddy you got that's with that like girlfriend that everybody just doesn't like. <laughs> and you can tell him like, yo, it's time, bro. It's time. You can do so much better for yourself. It's time. But like, he's yep. going to go to the altar with her. Yep. That's I know. Trout. Well, yeah, that, that's just how it is. He's probably going to retire uh, with the Angels and go to Cooperstown with an Angels cap on. And, and we'll never really have seen him play in a big game in his whole life. With an Angels cap on and an Eagles jersey on the bottom. The what? With an Eagles jersey on the oh, bottom. Oh, Eagles jersey, yeah. Because um, this dude lives, I think, bro, I think he just wants to stay in with the Angels because I think this dude just lives for October games in a box, sitting with that Kelly Green jersey on. In the link. In the link, yeah. I, I think he lives out. You know, we, we got to ask Josh, or your boy Josh Doring about that, you know. <laughs> how many games did Mike Trout miss? I think he like, bro, Eagles football starts, can't miss a home game, bro. Missing <laughs> the September games, boom. September, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna have some vague injuries so I can go to these Eagles games. Bro, he has had those vague injuries, like Neymar, bro. Like, oh, he had birthday, sister's birthday, my birthday, ankle injury. Yep. <laughs> Rehab. Um, I, I, I'm just praying to the I'm just praying to the baseball gods that we get to see Shohei Otani in 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 postseason in postseason play next year. Please, baseball needs that. Baseball as a sport needs Otani in the playoffs. Baseball needs just relevant teams in the postseason. We need the big market teams just for like that. I love the Arizona things, but like, man, how much would I wish to have those old Yankee Red Sox postseason things? Like all in review, like I'll give this postseason like a C minus. Yeah. The, 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 the championship series were, were good. That's why they get a C. They don't get a full F. The divisional the round was horrible. The wild card series was horrible. The world series was horrible. And then the I feel CS. Like there's too many teams. I feel like there's too many teams, bro. It just waters down the deadline. It's just like, bro, I don't, I don't give a crap about like TV. Like, bro, you can make so much more money TV just off having like four teams just going around and just duking it out for seven game series, bro. Let's get it. Let's I agree. It. There's, it's watered down. There's too many teams in the playoffs, and this is the case across all sports: football, NBA. They're all expanding their postseason. Their NBA is doing this in season tournament right now that we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast. Like, there's just. It's too much. Like half the league, MLS, for example, they're, they're more than half the league makes the postseason now. What are we doing, man? I understand it's all about money. It's all for the TV revenue. But at some point, you sell out too hard for the TV uh, revenue, and, and 
the product gets watered down. I mean, great, great for the Diamondbacks, but they were like middle of the pack. They were like, what, like 12th overall this year? They don't deserve to be there. They they do deserve to be there because of what they did in the postseason, but like, come on, bro. That just really devalues the regular season. You can just stumble your way into the playoffs and just say, all right, cool, flick a switch. I know that's that's a figurative term, but just flick a switch in the playoff and like, all right, let's get it. I think it. I think it should just be. I mean, honestly, if you want to see the best team win, like just just the CS in the World Series. But if if you know, for the twenty first century, seven game series in the division series in the divisional round, seven game series in the CS, seven game series in the World Series, with one wild card in, in both leagues, and That's even then you wouldn't have the best team win every year. No, yeah, but I mean, this is matchup based. But at that point. I think we've dived too much into the off season. Um, congratulations to the Rangers. Too much uh, into the off season. What? Too, you said too much into the off season. We've dived into too many off season topics. Like oh. we're like prenatal right now in the off season. We 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 just got pregnant. Pause. Oh my god. Like okay. we literally just got pregnant with the off season. Like, like literally, it's like like we just had Justin Turner decline his option. And Cody Bellinger declined his option today as well. Exactly. So we are just, bro, we are prenatal. First week of gestation. <laughs> all right. Springing all these medical terms on me that I don't know, but you're right. It's just like, it's just like, bro, it's week one of getting pregnant. You don't even see the baby bump. Okay. Like, <laughs> all right. We get it. We get it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You I mean, it was, it was a fun season overall. Um, I, I thought the first year of the rule, the new rules was, was a great success. No issues in the postseason at all. People were freaking out about that, and they did, that did not come to fruition. These games went quick. They were crisp. And even though they weren't all that entertaining, especially in the World Series, outside of Game 1, I thought it was a good product. Um, and I, I, I hope next year we get a, like a New York-LA World Series, something big, two Titanic markets, two you know, big teams that maybe don't like each other, not, not Diamondbacks Rangers again. That's, that's all I ask for. Maybe Otani, whatever team he goes to makes the world series that would be amazing uh, bro all the games were done by 11 11 30 like eastern time great great for the guy who has to wake up at six in the morning to go to work six seven a.m to go to work eastern time is brutal man that's bro west coast games killed me bro they end at 1 a.m bro watching lakers games to 1 a.m watching braun to 1 a.m bro i can't i can't do it so how many hours of sleep are you getting like four or five Oh my gosh! Don't you see the don't you see the bags in my eyes, bro? I'm, I'm gonna have to start wearing makeup, bro. Just to watch. Anybody, if if anybody, if any female listener is listening to this, you want to give me some makeup tips? Pause. Like, please, like, I need to get these bags in my eye. I need I need to be looking good at work. Just to watch Bronny in the FA Cup. Bronny FA Cup, bro. Watch watch J A Morant, dude. Watch uh, you gotta watch the um, uh, I gotta watch my boy Harden, bro. The system. I watched the system play. He is the system. Not the process. The system. He is the yeah. system. So, um, what you got on the docket with Joe this week, bro? You got a uh, podcast is booming with Joe and the CFB pod. Looking forward to tomorrow's games. I'm. I hyped. mean, I mean the podcast. This podcast will probably drop on Sunday, but tomorrow is Saturday when we record. Yeah, I'm hyped for uh, hyped for the college football weekend. Um, always, it's always great. There's only four weeks of the regular season left, so I gotta kind of enjoy it while we have it. Yeah, rivalry season's coming real quick, and I know you're juiced for it. 
Yeah, I'm beyond juice for that game, as as we all know. Uh, what? How do you feel about Ohio State Rutgers tomorrow? Oof, it's gonna be a close one. You think it's gonna Honda, be close? Honda McCord, man. Greg Schiano, bro. Them them boys play tough, man. I got Ohio I'm State. You, I, got the, I wish, bro. I wish I could get on the pod to just give to give my Ohio State Purdue like spiel because like I watch them and they just. Ugh. Lot to be desired. Like his teams, like these ain't Urban's teams. As much as Urban gets stick, man, those teams can play. Yeah, I mean, what you're getting with Urban Meyer, you're getting issues off the field, controversial figure, but it's going to be a a great team. So you're kind of, and he's rumored with Michigan State. So that would be quite the hire. That's what made a dude that a dude that creates scandals with a school that loves scandals. Match made in heaven. Exactly. Exactly. It's that's. You're exactly right. Uh, but this is a baseball pod. So do you have anything baseball-related before we wrap this one up? Off-season content's coming real soon. Um, we're going to be doing primers. We're going to be each be individually doing deep dives into teams this off-season. And, you know, we're going to be waiting for the news. I mean, off-season, MLB off-season is very different from your traditional M- NBA and NFL where it's kind of just like you get that big boom punch immediately. Yeah. Like, it's like – MLB pod, MLB like off season is like, how do I describe it? It's like cooking barbecue, bro. It's low and it's slow, and it takes a long time. Like you'll get you'll get you'll get to see the meat fall off the bone a little bit in December, but hey, we, you'll see signings the week before uh, spring training or right when spring training starts. Yeah, it's a slow burn. You're right. It's not like you know when on July 1st when NBA free agency opens and everything goes down all at once at midnight. I guess they moved the deadline up to six, whatever. Uh, but it, it's a slow burn. You're right. Some of these things can go into into spring training, so it gives us time to preview it and, and get ready. Um, Correa didn't sign until like spring training start, bro. Who did it? Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman and Correa. Well, I think well, yeah. This year, Correa was for sure a weird one. Freddie, Freddie was because of the whole walk off. Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. Opt out's yeah. gonna happen. So it's gonna be fun, and we're gonna be here to cover every step of it. This is our, I mean, hey, this was our third year of of covering the league from start to finish, and it's in the books. So it's another fun season. Hey, man, it's been a pleasure, man. I'm really, I'm really happy doing this, man. Much love. High five. High five. Great season. Uh, and we'll wrap on that note, a happy note. Um, and we will be back in the near future, like Louis said, for our off-season primers as we head into, you know, while it is the off-season, it is still a very important part of the the baseball calendar. And championships can be won in the off-season. And we'll leave you with that. Catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you all for listening. And yeah, peace out. <laughs>